0: class settle down settle down it is time for finals here at the umbrella pod academy i'm
1: alex School's out, and things are looking a little less Umbrella Academy than they did a while ago. I'm Justin. I'm Pete.
0: And we are going to be talking about Umbrella Academy Season 3, Episode 10, Oblivion, the final episode of Season 3. We're finally here. If you haven't, checked it out in a while. Brief recap, but the world has ended. What is left of the Umbrella and Sparrow Academies has headed through the Buffalo Door to the reverse Buffalo Room, trying to figure out how to reset the whole universe by the end of the episode spoiler they do not only that they're in a new universe run by reginald hargreaves seemingly and they all don't have powers and that's where we leave off on season three obviously we're going to talk about all the big events here but first as we usually do uh, in these season finales i would love to get your guys beat on it how you felt about season three as a whole how you felt compared to season one season two all that good stuff
1: um, I uh, every season of this show, I think gets better. They they are make better use of their time. Everything gets paced up a little bit. Um, it's one of these shows that it's a little woolly. It's a little like, oh, why do they do that? And it's, it seems like they just did it because they wanted to or for fun. There isn't like we get, spend a lot of time in this this season in the first half being like, why did their were their mothers killed? And then we get the Harlan reveal, but there isn't any sort of relationship, like a character change out of that. Like, oh, our mothers were all killed for so that we could have these powers. Like events move forward without sort of a ton of acknowledgement. And it doesn't even bother. Like while I was watching this episode, I was like, oh, right. All that mom stuff. (laughs) And we didn't (laughs) ever really revisit it. Um, so, like, uh, that's all to say, this show is super unique. I like the way it's going. Any shortfalls, I feel like the the love, my love for the characters and just the constant story engine keeps me going strong through that, past that. I,
2: I agree with Justin in the fact that this show is very unique. I mean, I feel like we took some weird, dark turns in this season, which uh, some of them were you know a little rough. But I do think that, like. The Klaus and Luther stuff that we get, and especially in this episode, I laughed out loud like crazy. Uh, the, it's, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of joy to this show. There's a lot of like interesting things happening that you kind of like there's a fun of like what's going to happen in this episode i have no idea so i think that that's uh very unique and cool about this show that makes me keep coming back for more and kind of you know there's certain great things about each of the seasons and i do think that they do a good job with the show overall even though some of it's a little weird uh but yeah i um it's it's a fun fun show and uh i you know it's sad that it's going to be over Yeah,
0: we'll probably talk about that towards the end of the episode, that big announcement. So dot, dot, dot. Stay tuned there for that little tease. I generally agree with you guys. I think just to rank them, I would put this season between season one and season two. Obviously, as I've been Mm. talking about all incessantly, I really didn't like season one. Loved season two. I thought it was phenomenal. So season three is definitely squarely in the middle there. Probably a little closer to season two just because of the fun things. But I think, like you were both talking about, what makes it work is the characters. Even if there's stuff wonky. Even if I think, like, I didn't love everything in this last episode, and it was weird. If you think overall about the arc of the season, I'm not sure... About that. Like I'm not sure about the general like arc of the plot there necessarily. But like Pete was saying, all the stuff with Luther and Klaus in this last episode is fun. And that wouldn't work if we hadn't gotten to a place where the actors are confident in their characters, the writers are confident in writing the characters. So ultimately, even if I don't love this, I still enjoy watching it and I'm happy to watch another season that we're going to get. So let's talk about the episode though, because we do get this showtown in the hotel oblivion with a bunch of guardians. What did you think about everything that happened here?
1: Uh, first off, let me say great question. Thank you for the question. Yeah, uh, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think the most important issue we have to discuss is would you trust haunted hotel sushi? <laughs> mm. It's interesting yeah, because I was man.
0: actually going to start off with a question about do you like pineapple on pizza? So you can tell where our heads are at. We're taping this yeah. right before lunch. We're
1: hungry. Lunch. We yeah. hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very funny that they're getting that motorized uh, sushi. Well, two
0: things about that. First of all, it's reverse sushi, right? Because it's in the right. backwards hotel.
1: Yeah, it's the buffalo's oh, butt sushi. Yeah, yeah, so it's down. and then the other it comes thing comes out of the buffalo you... butt and drops on the track. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And you, you are not supposed to eat sushi when you're pregnant, so that's a big no-no for Lila. Oh, who's well, down listen! On that over always there.
2: there's always a parent who's always got to mm-hmm. be like, uh, "You're not supposed to
0: do that." I'm not a parent. I'm a. I was about to say paleontologist, but that's not who takes care of a baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who takes care of a baby? Do you mean, uh, like, I think you mean parent?
2: No, um, no, I no. Mean, pedi- you mean pediatrician. Pediatrician. Yeah, that's gotcha. hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Also, pediatricians don't take care of a baby full time. It's only when some, they're sick yeah, that you, you bring them nanny? to the right. also probably
0: <laughs> actually mean like a gynecologist because that's the person who's going to deal with it beforehand. So lots of what? things wrong here. Okay. Anyway, my medical advice is don't eat sushi if you're pregnant. Sorry, you I, can I trust, trust me. I've got broke the term right uh, several
1: times. You, you've <laughs> certainly proved your bona fides when it comes to. Uh, have life. you not eaten
2: in days? Like, oh, yeah. man. Uh, um, I'm I'm very happy that the show picked up right where it left off. We kind of jumped in. You haven't answered start. about
1: the motorized, the haunted hotel sushi yet. Before you move on, Pete, this is very important.
2: <laughs> yes, I would eat it. I would try it because you know we're about to go on a, fight a bunch of ancient warriors, so I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some uh, fuel.
0: Even with the uh, revelation so. that the only people living in the hotel are made out of cockroaches, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Do you think like the, the the guardians when the bell's not being run are in the kitchen, just like making tiny sushi with their cockroach hands?
2: <laughs> I don't know how it works, man. You know what I mean. But if there's sushi, I'm going to stop. I'm going to check. I'm going to see. You guys have edible, movie, go
0: Ratatouille, right? right? Originally, it was yeah. Cockroachatouille. And mm. it was a cockroach who was manipulating his hair and making him cook. And then the cockroach adjusted. quit. And they, couldn't, they had to get a rat. Based on
1: stuff. Pixar's ability to, to make sequels, it feels like they will make a Ratatouille sequel where a cockroach is driving the rat and has been the whole time.
0: Oh, man. Who's
1: wow. driving the human? Classic Inception. Um,
2: to answer the second question, I, I, I have eaten pineapple on my pizza. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a time and place for it. It's not all the time, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, sometimes you
1: get real hungry. When you're high, you're you're literally saying when you're high, (laughs) 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 what you were really getting to there, not coyly. Let me ask you this. If, if I opened a restaurant where other foods were served to you on a motorized track, like what if you had like a Thanksgiving meal that slowly? Oh, came if you had out. like
2: a little choo-choo train or something going around, you could just like, like, oh my god, like the sushi,
1: amazing. the motorized, the robot sushi on, in the hotel. If we had other cuisines attached to this,
2: uh, mm-hmm. just making burgers on like a little. I think that's the future. Oh man, that's a great. pizza! I love like it. Like a
0: very long, thin pizza that goes around in a circle. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And everybody touches Seems it. complicated.
0: Yeah. Covered in pineapple. There you go. I like pineapple on pizza to answer the question that I think you guys were all waiting for. I, I think it's really good. I, uh, the weird thing that I'll throw in there, my wife and I sometimes like to order pineapple and onion
2: pizza, which is oh, come on, man. surprisingly good. That's chaotic behavior. You guys need to talk to somebody. I, you know, I hope you guys are all right. I, you know, Yeah, we're doing great. We're seeing a paleontologist, and things are going very (laughs) smooth. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just think that the Luther uh, Klaus that we get in uh, Klaus's world, his home, as he calls it, is hysterical. And I lost my mind laughing when... Out of anger, Luther just picks up Klaus and throw him, throws him through the side of the hill, and he does this hilarious face and goes like, hey, as he like just kind of a, – a, it's like this fake kind of wall situation. that I just lost it. I thought that was the funniest. Not only the noise that he made and the face as he's kind of like looking back at the camera was so funny.
1: It's interesting. Their whole – op- their dynamic and the opening thing, I agree, was really fun. They explore they briefly touch on this idea that you can visit a bunch of different heavens, individual yeah. people's heavens. And then we never touched that again, which I of thought. Course was sort of course somebody's heaven's
2: gonna be a bouncy castle. Are you out of your mind? That sounds so much fun.
1: As soon as that landed, I was like, Oh, there's Pete's heaven. Nice. <laughs> Uh, But I also really like the beginning where Luther's having sort of the most, the biggest possible conversation about the nature of reality. And Mm -hmm. Klaus is having literally the smallest, dumbest conversation about if pineapple's valid on pizza. Yeah.
0: I also also really love this. And just to talk about Luther's stuff as a whole, I think getting to the point that you're making, Justin, about the heaven thing, there's a lot going on here with Luther in this episode. Broad Mm -hmm. strokes, I loved the more purposeful, driven, focused Luther that we get here. He's both focused on Klaus getting him out of heaven, and then ultimately when he makes his big move, when he sort of comes back to life very briefly. The speech that he gives to Sloane is absolutely beautiful. I love him getting a normal body in the new world that we're taken to on the end. So those are all great things. But there's a certain amount of frustration with me. I don't want Luther to be dead because I love Luther. But seeing the sacrifice at the end of the last episode, being heartbroken about it, and then immediately coming back to, oh, wait, he's alive, and then watching him die again, and then watching him come back to life again – it was a bit too many swerves for me. No. I wanted no, I, I think if you if you nail that emotional moment with a character like that, I want you to make a choice and I want you to stick with it and stay in it. I don't want to feel that heartache, but if you're going to effectively make me feel it, stop taking it away.
2: No, no, but, or, but wait, because in a show where you have Klaus who dies all the time, mm-hmm. so death isn't a final thing like it is for us. To have him and Luther kind of be in this vulnerable place for a little bit and trying to connect was, I think, such a hilarious, fun moment that, yes, I understand what you're saying with the swerving back and forth and like, okay, or whatever. But in a show that can have these creative, hilarious, ridiculous moments and have this emotional roller coaster, when Luther came back and saved the day and said that amazing line of, like, don't touch my wife, like, uh, I gra- clutched my pearls. Uh-huh. Like, it was such a unbelievable moment that, yes, it was only for a little bit, and this fading was just so brutal again, where it's like, you keep getting stabbed in the same place or something, but I just was, <laughs> it was just so much... <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Place. When you're being attacked, like in an alleyway, and somebody's trying to rob you and they stab you, you're like, "Yo, stop stabbing me in the same place, man! Find yeah, some shake new it holes. up
1: Yeah, find me. I want new holes, not that same old <laughs> old. I want new holes. That's what
2: you should yell at somebody who is attacking you. I want new holes. Yeah, would
1: be. Confusing, I mean, honestly, if someone shouted stop. that, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That'll scare the shit out of somebody.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, wait, I'm helping you. I should yeah. stop doing this.
1: I mean, I agree with you. That was like really emotionally effective. Caught me way out of, I did not see the uh, him fading coming. Oh my God. Um, So I really love that. And I know I said this last time, like, (laughs) oh, we lost Luther, their relationship. Oh no. That moment felt like sort of a, I'll love you forever, but we're not going to see each other again. I mean, Uh, if we're
0: going to talk about speculation, I feel like next season has to be Luther looking for Sloan. Like, there's an implication of oh, yeah. very much jumping oh, yeah. ahead, but with the after credit scene of business Ben on the subway, I think the implication there is all of these people exist in this new reality in some sense, so I think we are going to have a Sloan. She's just probably living a different life, and then the question is, can Luther find her and get back to her again? And I do believe I thought, the answer is yes.
2: I thought that was our Ben, the old Ben who who died in the – not the Ben that we had. No,
0: so that was the, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I I haven't actually read anything back, and I'm sure there's been enough time now that we probably could establish exactly what it was. I even talked to Steve Blackman, the showrunner, about it, and I, I still was a little bit confused. But that was the subway from the very beginning of the season where Ben's parents gave birth to him on the day when all of the Umbrella and Sparrow Academy children were birthed. So that is, in some fashion, a Ben that exists in this new world who is there in addition to the Ben who has wandered out of the door, is the way that I understand it. So
1: there's two Bens in this world now. So and that makes me think that um, Hargreaves' plan was to kill them, the the umbrellas and sparrows who were there in the ship getting their uh, particles sucked out of them, because he knew there were going to be other ones there that maybe – could have powers. Could be mm-hmm. more under Hargreeves' control. Well,
2: we're or, jumping way to the end here with the. But I this. think the
1: the the point of it is there's to talk about what I think Luther will be chasing Sloane this next season. Uh, yeah. The now shrunken down non uh, gorilla top Luther, which I thought was like, look at that tiny dude. I was like, he's definitely like two of me, but I see he still looks <laughs> tiny. <laughs> he looks so
2: small. I was like, oh, I, I don't. It's so weird to see him or normal size.
1: He looked like pre-serum Captain America. In, in yeah, movie. exactly. But he's still, like, oh, to go, your that's... point, Tom
0: Uber is is ripped. He, he's big. Yeah. No, I believe me. Yeah,
1: it. I know. I thought like, ha, shrimp. And I was he like, you love me. that rom com he's in, right?
0: Yeah. It's now, weird to see him it's... normal size though. Mm. Oh, is he also monkey-bodied in the rom com? No. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yep. I, w-
2: I would have loved it. I would have loved it. No explanation. The whole
0: the name movie, of the movie just... just to establish for everybody is monkey body, human heart. And it stars Tom Hooper <laughs> yeah.
2: and Julia Roberts, and it's on Netflix right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, monkey about so a human heart, monkey about <laughs> a human heart. Uh, yeah, the theme song is beautiful. It's so it's touching. I did, uh, I if we bit. could go back, though.
1: Okay, we can save it for the end. All
2: right. Because the... The Klaus in his home world, they're doing this really funny bit where they're like, dad's an alien. And Klaus is like, no, he's British. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the back and forth is just so magical with Klaus. I mean, the guy is an absolute <laughs> joke machine. So sorry, and when everything. you said you wanted to go back, it was not forward for the point we talked about. It's sticking that no. one scene at the very beginning. Yeah. That we I got to talk about, about this until I'm done and then we can move on. There's a lot of right, really hilarious moments here, and it's just uh, I'm I'm I could have seen them in different heavens for a long time, especially the back and forth that they were given. Those two together are just uh, they're so much fun. By the way, just
0: to mention for anybody who hasn't watched the episode in a while, there is this first scene of Luther and Klaus. Then nothing happens for like 30 minutes, and then they're in a new universe. So there's nothing really in between. So I think we've covered it at this point.
1: You no, know nothing oh at value. Yeah. The most important part is Klaus said this one funny thing. Right? Is that really <laughs> yeah, what yeah. yeah. A couple funny things. Yeah, nice.
0: Let's yeah. talk about the meaty, meaty middle as they go to this Hotel Oblivion and try to figure out what's going on with the Seven Bells. I loved the character interaction here and did not like everything around it. I'll just throw what that out. What are you out. talking Interesting. about? What do you mean by and that? Mainly because I felt s- like it didn't come together into anything. Like the fights were good. But why were the Guardians there? Why? Uh, they had Wait. this whole very, very specific shots. Hold on. I let you talk about Klaus's line for, I want to say, 45 minutes. Yeah, I know, minutes.
2: but you're talking all this nonsense, and I have things to add that might change your mind. Oh, no. I doubt I, it. I doubt it. <laughs> That's only based on experience, though.
1: Yeah, like literally every other one of these we've done. Years of
0: experience. <laughs> So there's this whole thing that they keep pointing out where, as first of all, Hargreaves sends them to the three different floors. They go to the three different floors. Each floor has a guardian. And when they walk through the doors, they're separated. And you see the numbers correspond with their numbers in the Umbrella or Sparrow Academy. So I was like, OK, this whole hotel ties in in some way. And then they're yeah. like, well, we got rid of the guardians. Let's go down. Oh, these signal, these signs signals are on the floor. Let's just kind of stand there. And none of the Guardian stuff seemed important at all. Plus the fact that the Guardians were wearing the, uh,
1: the sigil, thing, yeah. the,
0: the sigil that they were looking for on their backs, and nobody pointed that out. Ultimately, I, the was whole like, chunk, yeah, I was like, yeah, we found it. The whole chunk of the middle, all of the action there, seemed to not tie into anything that happened at the end one little bit. Add in the fact that Hargreaves uses the machine to suck the particles, like you said, out of everybody Then Allison kills him And then activates the machine
2: yeah. Well there's Ch- only one button left She just hits the big blinking no, button No that's it's not my not problem that My
0: problem is she's like I'm going to stop this and go <laughs> Which again well, I She just, didn't want I to did stop it, it. She Maybe made it could... a
2: deal with Hargreaves Then why did she kill Hargreaves Because she well, here... had to In front of the group Wait we got back up the truck First of all the, the revealed that the reason that this asshole father has numbered them and kept them at a different Distance is because he knows every floor of the, the guard, uh, the oblivion has a, a, a bad guy that he needs to defeat, therefore, he has to place all of his children on different floors. That's why they're all numbered. I thought that was such a fun moment that all came together. Like, this has been this master plan the whole time. I need it this many cool. people to be on this many floors, so all the guardians are distracted. So when I ring the bell, nobody's gonna cut my fingers
1: off, and it I is need to cool. go that's why I like naming your kids out of convenience is awesome. Like the fact that he was like, you're one two, That way I don't have yeah. to remember the floors.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I just got to match them. You go here. I go there. Oh, I forgot my thing. You go to five. You know what I mean? Like hilariously fucked up. But fit in so nice, I thought it was like a big oh shit moment. And then the fact that he was just kind of like minority reporting it, just being like, oh, I've yeah. never seen this before. But what I did like about the floor part was it finally made sense the tattoo and ripping off somebody's skin and then carrying it with them for yeah, so long to back. make the thing like, Oh, I have to be a kind of above the problem looking down at it. And it's a different perspective that everything lines up. And I like the fact that again, you got to have them all numbered. So they fit on the board. So then the machine can work and can power the new reality by taking, you know, their kind of reality away. I thought was such a crazy, amazing thing that they don't have powers now in this new world but, you know, at least Greaves is like, I, I'm in one giant tower. I don't know if he runs the whole world, but he has a nice building. He's got a very cool nice view, it seems like. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that. that Allison and Greaves wanted the same thing. and They'll do anything to get their old lives back with their old partner. And get to kind of see that was kind of a crazy twist of what well, I thought. And also entertainment of giant ancient warriors having to fight against these guys. I thought I didn't think it was boring. I thought it was a lot of fun and a lot of things coming say together at once. Yeah, you yeah said was just saying it didn't whatever. resolve
1: until I. I just want to say that's why I named my kids plain spaghetti and turkey burger because that's what they like to eat. So <laughs> yeah. that that eliminates a decision I have to make on a daily basis.
2: And if you could just take one of those away, it really, it, it, you feel lighter,
1: you know? Exactly, exactly. What, wait, one of you like, take one, one decision. decision away. He doesn't mean oh, to take one, one, one of my kids away. I hope you didn't. Yeah. Are you? No, we're on the same page. Oh, I did promise Pete my firstborn if he let me read a, uh, for those beans uh, an issue. Yeah, those magic beans he gave me. Uh, Pete beans. Um, I, I'm sort of in the. I'm sort of in the middle between you two. Like I agree the the interpersonal squabbling that happened in this episode. I thought it would amount to more with the exception of the Diego and Lila stuff, which I thought was really yeah. great. And I just love their, uh, their couple coupling, their relationship. They yeah. walk out of this season in like the hot seat, the prime position of like our lives worked out here <laughs> gang. And that's cool. Um, and I think to the, what you were saying, Alex, about Allison. I think Hargreaves was actually honoring their deal. That's why he was like, I'm going to kill all these other ones, but you get to stay because you helped me. And then when he Mm -hmm. didn't know what to do. Um, And then I think she makes the turn. I did say I would help him. I can't let you kill these people. So she kills him in the moment. And then she sees that button flash and is like, you know what? I can still get my deal. I can still get my, yeah. Yeah. I'll do it anyway now that it seems like they're fine. And I did my yeah. good deed. So mm-hmm. she's very calculating, but I think she is reacting in the moment there, but I agree with you. It felt too convenient. I would have liked a moment of her, even like a flashback or something before she presses the button to show like that she's deciding that now. And that it's not just a series of plot devices that get us to the next thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, I want to just talk about uh, you know the Diego knife throwing, like the way that he's testing the armor, which each throw, and then the third one going in the eyeball of the thing. It was weird that it, it turns out it was just a giant toy for bugs where they get in it and they can okay. work it like a really well-trained martial artist, which is pretty impressive that bugs can come together and... You know, I guess if we've learned anything from a rat learning martial arts, is that folks mm-hmm. could learn it too. Yeah. And You're if you go spl- online actually on Master YouTube,
0: they have some uh, early footage of cockroach atui as well, which is really impressive. Really impressive.
1: Yeah, they, this is, it's live action, right? They're, yeah, it's, it's not in action. They, they, to took a,
0: they took a chef and covered it with cockroaches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I've met, met known a lot work. of chefs that are. Don't uh, work. Uh, uh, the restaurant, the last restaurant I worked at, the chef was uh, just a skiing soup suit full of cockroaches, just like the <laughs> guardians. Oh wow! How was the sushi? Really good, uh, surprisingly good, because the cockroach um, can smell. Because cockroaches eat rotten food; they don't like fresh mm-hmm. food, really. So yeah. they can tell. They can tell it's fresh. because oh, they don't want it. That's yeah, great, great news. Give it,
0: Did anything else happen in this episode? I don't remember.
1: Of our podcast or the show? Because there's a lot going on in our (laughs) podcast right now. Yeah, there is. I
2: did really like the whole, like, Diego locking her in a closet and her being like, no. And then when she got out, she kissed him. Uh, uh, Their relationship is really She didn't just kiss
1: him. She slapped, kissed, and then I love you to him, which is, like, basically how I build my relationship. I mean, something that I think we could
2: talk about
0: is, uh, I know I said I I felt like the arc of the season was a little wonky. The Diego-Lila arc was not. Like, that was very well plotted across. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luther and Sloane, I think, really panned out really well. Klaus, once he figured out his powers and everything, I think Klaus is Klaus. It was kind of even here we didn't get the emotional depth that we necessarily got in season two for him. Five was more of a plot arc, I would say, in terms of him accepting and then moving past his destiny. One that I do have a question about, though, is Victor, because I feel like so much of this season – From the very beginning, obviously, it was about Victor figuring out his identity and who he truly is, but it tied into Allison's arc and what Victor and Allison mean to each other. That's one other than Victor kind of trusting Allison a little bit at the end there. And certainly we got Victor maybe being the impetus for Allison killing Hargreaves. It didn't quite come together with me. Maybe it got like 80% there, but how do you guys feel about
1: it? Um, I agree with you. I don't think of Victor and Allison, if that was the point of the season, it felt a little strange. I would expect to have that set up more. Obviously, they were tied together with Harlan and how Allison killed him. But it felt like Victor's thing um, has always been like family, like finding uh, finding his place in this family of non-family members. And so, like, I would have liked to see more of either a stronger connection with Allison uh, before. So there was more of a betrayal when Allison then kills Harlan. Or just something. It felt like the problem only emerged after Allison killed Harlan. And then Victor's like, man, that that bothers me. But I do still love her because she's my sister. Mm -hmm. Like, it it just felt a little, like you're saying, just not quite finished. Yeah, but
2: Victor had a sweet asshole line at the end, you know what I mean, when they were all walking away. What was
1: that? Yeah, uh, asshole. Oh, yeah. When Pete oh. says an asshole <laughs> line, when Pete asshole line, he means just the word asshole. Okay. Got
0: it. Got, right. it. Got it. Got it.
1: Yeah, it uh, really well, nice. cool. Other
0: notes from the episode that you want to call out in particular? Any scenes or lines jumped out to you?
1: Uh, Shout out um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, We had the same uh, sort of use of the sigils on the floor the whole time. You just got to look, get get that higher perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a purposeful reference, but um, I definitely got that. And that's why I always look down at the floor to make sure there's not a secret entrance to a magical place. Every time. Uh, uh, I wanted to shout out Dead is the Dougie. Um, and Ain't No Pain in the Void. It just has some fun dialogue happening. Um, Also, not to steal one from
0: Pete, I'm sure he's going to call this out, but Klaus talking about Luther's pump-up speech and saying this is like half a Rudy. Very funny. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was, um, I believe, and I wrote it down here. Oh, man, so many notes. Take all the time you want.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks. Why don't you guys, you know, just do a little... Permission uh, granted. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. ben li- Ben's line felt a little, I'm out, bitches." Well, so it's... it's like, unnecessary, Ben. <laughs> like, why you, t- there, you just emerged from a non-universe into a new universe, and you're still like, I'm out, bitches? I don't think so, Ben. Uh,
2: from one to Braveheart, this was half a Rudy.
1: There we go. Yeah, good line.
2: Great line.
0: Why don't we talk about the end here? I know we've certainly discussed it quite a bit already, but the big news that came out while we were taping the second half of the season of the podcast is that season four is going to be the final season of the Umbrella Academy. So not only are we leaving off on this cliffhanger here with Hargreaves back together with his wife in this new world that he's at least partially created. We also didn't mention this, but Allison – Uh, This makes it more complicated in my mind Is not back together with her original family She's with her daughter Claire And Ray, the guy she was married to Back in the 1960s, has replaced her husband Which That moment, beyond the fact that Allison Has done some horrible shit this season That I feel very conflicted about I felt very upset for her
1: husband Who seems to have been disappeared out of this universe At that moment It is strange. And that moment made me think, like, so when Allison and Hargreaves had their meeting, was he taking notes like, so you want your, the guy you dated in the past, you want him to, like, is he, did he construct, when all of the buttons he was pressing in that climactic moment, one of them was like, Sub Ray for original husband in mm-hmm. Allison's L.A. Home. That's why it
2: was taking so long. He really had to be so specific about who he yeah, was totally. going to yeah.
1: But I,
0: I don't know that's necessarily something she's going to pay for in the next season. But certainly she's not going to be particularly interested in helping out anybody else in the Umbrella Academy going forward. That said, uh, I do know, again, from talking that to That kid's going to have
2: questions. That kid's exactly. going to be like, Mom, who's this guy? And why mm-hmm. do you keep – yeah. Oh, that's
0: your dad of the new universe, Claire. That's how genetics work. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Good
2: night. Sleep
0: well. Bye. So they are going to get their powers back. Obviously, that's something that they're going to have to figure out. And potentially, arguing, they are. I talked to Steve Blackman about it, and he very specifically was like, yeah, of course, that's a place we're going to need to get yeah. to as to how they get there. That's the open question. Also, now that Hargreaves seemingly has his goal, what does that mean for him in the Umbrella Academy going forward?
1: Well, well, my take on the end is he didn't need to kill them for the sake of this new universe because once he had the particles, he did he could do what he did as we saw because Allison did it. I think he was like, well, we can't have these remnants knowing about me. Like, I I want to wipe them off the board. Allison can can stay because we have a deal. Um, So I think going forward, I think this Umbrella Academy are sort of like remnants of a dead world. If there are doppelgangers in this world, I think they're gonna have to meet and confront them. Maybe there'll be some sort of. Fighting of themselves, uh, which could be a cool way to explore all their character sort of journeys. And um, maybe that's how they get their powers back. They have to take them from the other version of themselves, could be a cool way to do it. But I think that for Hargreaves, I think he is now the main supervillain. He's the one they mm-hmm. have to probably destroy. Uh, he's in the tower with HE, Hargreaves Enterprises, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so or Hargreaves Easter maybe Easter is really big in this or universe. Just we really don't
2: know. Wants people to know his pronouns? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's, could,
1: very well, could be. Um, he is uh, if he's done with them, then they have. He has no reason to screw around with them, and he seems to hate them. So, well, I
2: think he's he's one. He's at his you know uh, he's at his place where he's to live. Now. Yeah, he's based – I mean, I think you just – from that point, you just wake up every day and you look at all the people beneath you and you laugh. I think you do mm-hmm. that every day. You know, I that's do that, why but I have a, sm- a smaller,
1: I have a much smaller tower, so I'm just laughing at my neighbor. Uh-huh, okay. I
0: feel like he's not done. Like, he got killed before he finalized whatever this was, so I feel like there's still something he has to do. There's questions about why he did this to begin with. How did he find out about the Hotel Oblivion? And then beyond that, one of the biggest things I think that's out there is – they introduced the idea of the creators of the universe set up this machine room to reboot the universe. So how does that play into things potentially going forward as well, particularly as you're going into a last season, having the umbrella Academy fight God, that's a pretty big place to go.
1: Wow. Well, and I think like perhaps it folds back to the alien thing and like maybe his species is somehow connected to the creation of the universe, um, and there's that aspect of it. I would feel like that's the way they're going to go. I think if his end goal, if he accomplished his goal to be happy in a universe that he got to rewrite with his wife, that feels like an end point for him. It's just this slightly problematic thing that these the Umbrella Academy survived and they know his secret and can destroy him. So it's hmm. maybe about squishing them like uh, some sort of bug that you wouldn't hmm. want driving your chef. Can't can't think of anything in particular.
0: Why don't we talk? Oh, go ahead, Pete. What were you going to say? I
2: just it made it sound like Alex. You think he's just going to abuse this restart machine? Like he's going to wake up and if he spills something on his shirt, he's going to be like, "Fuck it, restart the universe." Restart you know, yeah. you?
1: Suck suck a couple people dry. He's got to take out the universe, blow into the end of it, oh, and then man. slide it back in and push sure. yeah, the yeah. power button. Why
0: don't we talk about who had top marks this episode and this season, Pete? You want to go first?
2: Mm. Oh, well, I'm sorry then. I'm going to take it away from you, Alex. Uh, it's Klaus and Klaus. Um, this episode, class. the uh, noise he made when he got thrown through the side of the hill so uh, it was just so hilarious. Um, it, it wins everything. But yeah, I he is just such a not only an amazing actor but so fun to watch and see his character kind of like bouncing through the universe is so much fun. So, uh, more more of that, please.
1: Um, I'm gonna give it up for the this episode and the the season to just love. I think. Oh the, wow, the Luther Sloan relationship. This guy? I really love that. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm so high. I'm eating pineapple pizza. Right <laughs> I love the Luther-Sloan relationship. Luther is a character I feel like he was really beautiful, really blossomed over the course of this last season, season and a half. Um, and then Diego and Lila. Like, I have just – one of my favorite parts of this uh, season is been them, like, really coming together. I think we're going to see them have this baby in the next uh, season. That'll be wild. Diego someone who is been always bad at superheroes, like truly – uh, absolutely ineffective in the, for the last like two seasons. The only thing he did was get in that fight in that bar with Allison was when he was really a badass. Otherwise, he's throwing knives at stuff who just people who just swat him away. Um Lila's such a badass. Uh, curious to see if he actually gets back to doing any uh, fighting.
0: Yeah, Pete. I'm surprised you didn't go for the concierge from the hotel, who was a clear standout of the season that everybody oh my loved God, and really yeah, propelled last... a lot of the action oh, but... forward. But yeah, since you guys have taken those other ones, I'm going to throw it out to Victor. Obviously, this was early in the season, oh, nice. but Victor's whole coming out story I thought was really well handled and could have gone yes. terribly wrong in the wrong hands. But just Victor throughout the season. Was this more confident, calmer victor than we've seen in previous seasons? And I just really liked how that played out. It was always nice to see Elliot Page come on screen, command the screen. And though there wasn't necessarily the same level of emotional arc that we got with Sissy in season two, it still was very confident and it was very... uh, forward-thinking, and I I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Justin, it looked like you were going to say something about that. I
1: was going to say, and I think Victor is the best superhero on the show. Like, Mm -hmm. if this is a superhero show at its core, which it sort of is, Victor is the one who um, has emerged from being the villain, the great villain of the first season, to, like, being by far the most useful, um, him and Lila, like, together. that team up was badass. Badass, love that. And when they crushed the Kugelblitz, like, I was like, this is what's up. Absolutely. And
0: that is it for season three of Umbrella Academy. If you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Umbrella Academy, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Podcademy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until
1: next year. Have a good summer students. Bye. <laughs> yeah, this teacher hasn't taught me anything in 3 years in this classroom. I got to get I got to graduate.
0: I'm actually being ha
2: <laughs>